Tantrum House Board Gaming Podcast is recorded live from Studio WKRD in Greenville, South Carolina. This podcast is brought to you by our friendly local game store, Boardwalk, purveyors of fine games. Bezier Games, the new classics. AEG, we make fun. The Game Steward, your second chance at Kickstarter games. And Game Toppers, LLC, upgrading your gaming experience. Your hosts are here to help you sort through the cardboard commotion to help you find the diamonds in the rough. So buckle up, especially if you're driving right now, because you're about to arrive at the Tantrum House. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. Today we got Will Meadows, Sarah Meadows, Kevin Delp, Melissa Delp, and Ryan Pills in the house. And we are back. Last episode, I know we talked about all the Essen dreams that we were having. This week, we're going to actually talk about the real life experiences that Sarah and I had. Joan and Chantel don't get to share those experiences because they are back out of the state traveling to other places. But today we've got an exciting episode for you. We've got a couple of interviews and we want to start out right out of the gate with a word from our sponsor. This episode, we have two sponsors. We have All Play, who is bringing three games to Kickstarter on the 24th. And we have Game Toppers, which are bringing their Game Toppers and mats to Kickstarter on the 24th as well. So much gaming goodness from our sponsors. We're actually going to have an interview with Berkey himself later in the episode and get the scoop and kind of the download on some of the artists and the playmats and all the great things that are coming to their campaign. And then I'm sure we're going to be talking about some of the games that are coming to Kickstarter from All Play as well. Before we jump into those Kickstarters, though, let's take a breath and get over the jet lag first Ooh, off. It was rough this time. Oh, it was a little more. I think I'm getting older or something. And let's recap some of our essence experience. Sarah, why don't you give us some of that rundown? What did happen? What was the big picture? And then maybe we'll share a couple of stories. Sure. So this Essen was the biggest Essen I've ever been to. I was a little worried on day one, Thursday, when it was already looking like Saturday with the amount of people that were there. Yeah. But then I also realized that we were in Hall 3, which is the largest hall. The best hall. And the um, Essen... um, People put the halls together differently this year. They did. So instead of having all of the large German um, publishers in Hall 3 and then everywhere else is just kind of smattering of everything else, they actually organized all of the booths based on what types of games and offerings that your company gives. So um, Hall 3 was strategy games. And uh, some of them were RPGs and miniatures and... Some of the halls, right. Some of they the did halls, have one yeah. that was mostly minis and painting and Yeah, RPG and some stuff. of them were just family games and kid games. And so it kind of grouped similar companies together. Yeah, they were still intertwined plenty, but it was obvious that they were trying to organize it, which was nice. It helped us kind of know, oh, I think I might be able to actually find the Hava booth or the Blue Orange booth in this area, rather than, I have no idea where I'm at. There's one million booths everywhere. Props to Amy for all the workout that she gave me. Uh, Amy Eggs from our team scheduled a bunch of interviews with uh, different publishers and game designers. And so we were running around the first two or three days, especially like every half hour, <laughs> we have a meeting with somebody. And so it was run from Hall 3 through Hall 2, across the hallway, over to Hall 5, into the corner of Hall 6. And then that's where your meeting is first. And then do it all again for meeting number two right after that. And the key is really 
to go outside and walk around the outside of the building to avoid the crowd so you can actually make it to the meetings on time. Which is nice. They didn't really let you do that a couple years back, but now they've opened up the in-between spaces between the halls, and so you can kind of shortcut through the crowds and find your way from one side door to another, making it much easier. We did get to cover a lot of ground, though. We talked to tons of publishers, got a great sneak peek on a lot of things that are either hot coming out right now this year or or even in a lot of cases. Projects coming soon yeah, that we're really excited about. At, yeah, PAX or early quarter, first quarter next year. Uh, really neat stuff. And it's cool to be able to kind of pre-fit that into our schedule a little bit so we know some of those things are coming, which was really neat. So yes. what's the biggest secret? The big Okay, well, I don't know if this is really, really a secret, but it was a surprise to me and I was, I was delighted. We had an opportunity to sit down with uh, Sam McDonald and Shem Phillips from Garp Hill Games and we got to play. They were demoing their new... Um, Ezra and Nehemiah. That's correct, which we've been playing. It's been great. It's on Kickstarter right now. They were showing off their new scholars, scholars of the something. West Tigers. Tigers, or Sorry, yeah. not West. Oh, South I, Tigers. I think I know where this is going. Yeah, yeah. And so I asked them, like, what's what's coming next? Are we getting the what other areas? And so uh, Shem said that one of the things that they're in progress on that is under wraps, that they're not under wraps, but they're working on, is a sequel to one of my favorite games, which is Hadrian's Wall. So they're working with Bobby West. They're working on Hadrian's Wall. I don't know if it's called two or if it's well, I'm even. Surprised. The same. I would have put that in, un, under Sarah's favorite games. I didn't think that was going to be one of oh, your favorite it's games. Also, yeah. one of Will's. It's one of the heavy favorite rolling rights of my my childhood. <laughs> it's uh, a, a super great game. If you haven't played it, it is like the chunkiest rolling right that I've played. You've got tons of bits that you're moving around, lots of things checking off, and uh, really, really good time. They are working on another one, and I am excited about it. I just want to say, so we played. A third of the game, uh, scholars. Not Hadrian's Wall. Yeah. And I was able to roll exact. So this one, it's a, a bag builder with dice, which is super cool. And I was able to get exactly what I needed, and I was able to unlock my character board all of the way mm. by the end of the first. And they were like, "You're the first person to do this this entire weekend." Nice. And I was like, "Yes." And it was the last play that they were showing off before oh, heading was, back to yeah. New Zealand. I was like, yes, I achieved something great in this convention. <laughs> it was an interesting game. It's the type of game that Jonah won't like. It involves color mixing, which was kind of cool. So you're actually like rolling yellow dice, mixing with your blue meeple to take a green action, which is pretty slick. So you've got like a bunch of tertiary colors that you're trying to create using your bag building stuff. It was neat. Yeah, it was and really you are... Um, Gaining texts that you have to hire scholars to translate for you. And so certain uh, of those scholars will know different languages and can translate them different ways. So you have to pay other people if you hire, depending on who you hire and what needs to be translated. So I want to play this if it ends yep. up in making it to the house. Over here <laughs> I like it. Yeah, it was interesting. It was an interesting concept. It felt still familiar to all their games because they do use a lot of that same iconography and illustration style, but felt very new and twisty. My brain, I know colors and my brain was hurting. <laughs> oh, I was good to go, but... <laughs> what were some of the other things that you got to see that you enjoyed? Um, I, we, so first of all, we helped out and demoing at the Inside Up Games booth, which shared a booth with Stonemeyer Games, which is one of the first conventions that they have been back to in a long time. And so we were extremely busy at the booth because we kind of helped each other. It's the first time I've worked a booth where it has been a shared booth, but I really liked the experience. Um, 
mostly it was directing people. The uh, <laughs> demo signups were, I don't know, a hundred people in line every single day just to sign up to do a demo of apiary. And so helping all those people get to where they need to was a little much, but yeah, the we made it for apiary and for earth were pretty stacked all day. Yeah, people yeah. were excited we to try We helped teach earth all weekend and, um, that so, line was also long. I'm considering putting both Apiary and Earth on our hot games tables for Tantrum Con. I think that would be a great decision based on the Essen experience. Maybe just choose one. Just choose one? Yeah. Oh, throw why? down. Why? That's just crazy. <laughs> yeah, people were excited to play both of those. Um, we were, yeah, helping out at their booth quite a bit. We were surrounded by a number of booths, as Sarah said, when, because we were in Hall 3, that was like all the types of games that we enjoyed playing. So we were right across from Lucky Duck, and they were showing off a bunch of great games. We were nestled in between um, Fantasia games, which they were playing their um, Sweet Mess and Unconscious Mind games, and they've got new expansions coming out for Unconscious Mind. I don't even know if I told you about this. I didn't oh, even tell you did. about this. You didn't even tell me about this. And they've got this whole other set, like a dark board, where you're like trying to get new a, a fourth resource a that upgrades. A dark with a K, but yes, it's like a dartboard. Uh, it replaces one of the components in the game. It gives you a whole other upgrade level that you're putting stuff in, and you have to use that type of, that level of resource to cure even new darker dreams, which was kind of crazy. It was, it was really cool. They have uh, play mats for all their stuff. Earth had some new beautiful play mats too, by the way, actually. Those were those were great. I'm going to have to get me some of those because that's it took the whole game up a notch. Um, yeah, lots and lots of great games going on. Uh, I think one of the games that stood out to me that was pretty neat that was a lot of fun that i was a surprise i don't know if you got a chance everybody that's listening to watch kevin and melissa's anticipated games of uh essence spiel they had 25 how many games you guys got on that list over 20 20 plus yeah 20 plus games that they listed they were looking forward to we got to see a lot of those one of the games that wasn't on that list that we did get to pick up that that i had never heard of and just kind of popped out of the blue but everybody was talking about it is a game called hard to get from there's no publisher on the box. There's gameplay publishing, if I remember. Gameplay, oh yeah, wow, where'd it go? How does he do it? Gameplay publishing, uh, a little publisher that I think this is their first game, and it's a uh, interesting. It's a, it's kind of like it's basically code names, but better. What? I know, I know. Those are We've played so many times already. Yeah, like, we busted it out the day we got it. Pretty much. Yeah. And that's a hard thing to achieve. I agree. So it's, it's code names in that you've got words with cards on them. And in this cards case... Cards with words on them. <laughs> struggles. The, the jet lag kicking me. Uh, cards that have words on them. Yeah. And you are, instead of two teams, you're collab- collaboratively, cooperatively working as one group. You've got one person who's basically the same thing. He's got a card that tells him which card on the table is the one that he's trying to get out of the 16 cards that are on the table. And the reason I say it's better than code names is because it eliminates the downtime of sitting there and thinking for 20 minutes, what clue can I use to put these two words together? In this case, it's just an either or. And so you pick a card and it says Tom Hanks or Tom Cruise. And you show everybody out there what it is. And then you actually fit the card into the box. The box kind of holds all the pieces for the game. And you put it in there, and you're saying, look, of all the 16 cards that are out there, my card is more like Tom Cruise than it is like Tom Hanks. And everybody else is going, what? Okay, well, well, it, uh, maybe it's short instead of tall. Let's get rid of the tall oh, card. Or it says there's sand. 
so obviously, like... Uh, Tom Hanks was in that movie with the stand, you know, Wilson. And so everybody's having these great conversations the whole time, making up garbage. The clue givers, like, trying not to laugh their head off because they're like, you guys are idiots or you guys are geniuses. Yeah, pick my thing. And you only get, like, five cards to narrow it down. So you play that second card, and it could be airplane or train. I mean, these words are not in any way related to what's on the table. Okay. But by the end of seeing five things that you know it's more like this than it is like this... We've done pretty good. I think Jonah's the only one that's lost every time. No, no I, I didn't get my word either. <laughs> when you did it once? Yeah. Um, I've played it a couple more times than everybody else. And it's a good time. Like The conversations you have, you get down to that final card. You're like, okay, we got to get rid of one of these. It has to be the final card. And then you pick that right one and everybody, yeah, we did it. And it's a cool little team experience. Lots and lots of fun. They already have plans. They were selling out like every day. We were lucky to get a demo copy of it. And they were saying, yeah, we're definitely going to do hard to get pictures and we're definitely going to try to get hard to get Disney in the future. He was like, why not? We're going all the way. So the mechanic is fun. It's easy. And uh, I think it's going to be a hit. So looking forward to teaching you guys that one and having a great time with it. We also got to try out Art Society. And this one is a simple little tile game from Mighty Boards. And you are trying to make a grid of paintings on your player board that's your wall and uh, fitting them all together strategically. And uh, it comes with a felted insert, which made a very nice upgraded experience. I will say that this is maybe the most beautiful box that we brought back. I've never seen a board game box that was like two layer, what is that called? Two layer cardboard. Have you guys seen this one? The first layer is like the frames that are hanging on the wall. And there's actually a second layer that has all the paintings in it. The box itself is pretty gorgeous. It is kind of a pain though. The box? Yeah, because I have done twice now where I have like slid it into a bag of other games and it like snags. Oh, really? Be yeah. Careful. I know. I didn't realize <laughs> I needed to be careful until I needed to be careful. One more game to talk about before we jump into their Kickstarters is the game Archaeologic. I mostly just want Kevin or Melissa and Ryan to learn how to play this game and teach me it. <laughs> I was going to take it the other day. You, but Sarah allowed. said, Will might want to play it. I do want to play it. I just don't want to learn it. <laughs> so I'll take it and learn it and maybe teach you at some point. Okay. Someday in the, the maybe is the hard part. This is from the designer, the same guy who brought us the Turing machine game last year. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, exactly. See, rides in hard now. Uh, same you idea. Not get it, Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> it was do it. Rock, paper, scissors right now. Let's go. Uh, it's the same idea where you are like sticking a sheet of paper into this three-hold dial and you rotate it around and like whichever one you're all trying to solve but it looks a first off more attractive to me than the the other one yeah and b also a little easier like i think i could win this one (laughs) (laughs) the sharing machine one by round two i was like i got no clue ryan's already figured out the answer over here (laughs) i'm out this one looks like there's some ways that everybody can kind of i don't know make up for lost time and you don't have to be as smart to play it i think it's gonna be good (laughs) next thursday night we'll teach you how to play all right archaeological put it on the table yeah there was one more dice game uh and i already forgot what it was called will Oh, I don't know what it's called. Nunatak talk. <laughs> what are you talking about? Nunatak? Yes. Yeah. That's what I said. Uh, you do it. <laughs> I don't even, I think that's an older game. Is it, it, it's re-implementation? It, well, no, it was like released a couple years ago, but for whatever reason was so hot this year. Everybody, like after day one, everybody was talking about it. And then it was 
racing to the booth to get in line to purchase it. Yeah, I didn't. We didn't actually we didn't get even, a copy. We didn't of get it. a copy because it was. They would sell out after. every. They had a release number that they were releasing every morning. They would sell out of it before the exhibit hall even opened, which is a little crazy. And it lo- it's just a simple little dice game in a blue box, apparently. Oh, but everybody sorry. was excited about it. It's Nikasu dice. That's yes, Nikasu dice. <laughs> so there's another game that I was really interested in that um, Cosmos is selling is Nunatak. It looked interesting, which oh. is different than Nikasu. I think that's a Daryl Andrews, right? Did he design that one? I feel like it. Um, no, Quan Chai Moria's artist, artist? Kane Klenko was oh. the designer. Oh, he did sorry. seven summons or something? I don't know. Uh, Too Kane many. did... Um, Fuse, Covert. Covert. Yeah. Anyway, oh, same designer. Yeah, Moving yeah. to the small box Korean game. Yeah, which was great. And everybody yeah. loved it. And apparently it has existed. Yeah, uh, when I was oh, talking about okay. we got to talk to Tom Bass a little bit. And he was, he was saying that that was one of the games he was interested in. And he said, but people, this game's been out for like two years. I don't know why it's super hot right now, but I don't know. Good interesting stuff. Good. That's yeah. great. Yeah, it was very cool. Well, Sarah mentioned uh, the Art Society was something that upgraded your gaming experience. Well, our guest that's coming on, their whole tagline is upgrading your gaming experience. So we're going to take a moment and say hi to Kevin Berkey from Game Toppers. Welcome hey, to the home. Hey. hey, hey, thanks for having me on again. Love the tantrum house. Welcome back, I should say, right? You've been on the show before. We have, yes. It's been Tantrum House has been such a great friend of Game Toppers right from the very beginning and likewise when you guys started. So we've developed a history and I just love what you guys have done. I'm so so encouraged to see all that you're doing for the hobby. Yeah. Well, we have you on the show today to talk about your next Kickstarter 4.0. Wow, that's great. Congratulations. <laughs> well, thank you very much. It's actually our fifth campaign because we did a little mini campaign, the 3.5 campaign, where we offered just a few new items. But this new campaign is a big dog. We think we've done some of the coolest things we've ever done before, and we're so excited to talk about it. Great. So let's go over some of the big items that you're offering on the campaign. You have a new game topper. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, this is this has been a, a brainchild of a while. Many of you know that during the pandemic, costs of goods just went through the roof, especially premium hardwoods. And our premium walnut unit started to get pretty expensive. Beautiful heirloom, but still have it. But <laughs> was there another option? Well, we started exploring an idea about doing printed graphics in the rail inlay. We started talking with different artists. We found an artist, Brent Woodside from Woodside Illustrations, and his wife, Kayla. Uh, they've worked for Disney, the Tolkien Estate. They've done, done work with uh, Wizards of the Coast and others. Amazing artists. And we came up with this designer art series of toppers that we intend to expand if this goes well. But I think this is some of the coolest stuff we've ever done. When you see the rails of this fantasy-themed topper, it's going to blow your mind, I think. There's only only 50 of these limited edition mycroft size units on this campaign. Okay. Uh, but we're you're going to see some videos. It's not, nobody's really seen these yet. So they're crazy cool though. Yeah. I've seen some pictures and I'm really excited about this. So what you're, what I'm hearing is it's limited for the campaign, but maybe in the future, it'll be a little bit more uh, available, more available. Yes. I think we'll expand it into the other product lines. When we go back to additional aluminum production, in addition 
we may be able to do new themes that we can go from fantasy to superhero to space to steampunk. I mean, we can just have all kinds of fun with this in the future. And these, the great thing about these, they're super durable, high uh, vinyl laminate that you use for floor graphics, as well as outdoor signage and vehicles, even super scratch resistant, very durable. Uh, but it's removable. You, we can we can sell vinyl wrap kits so customers can change the theme of their table uh, as they as they wish, and uh, that's very exciting. That, and it also significantly, surprisingly, as good as it looks, you'd think it would be more expensive than the walnut. But we think we're actually going to be able to save people a couple hundred dollars and still offer them something that's extraordinary. Wow, that's good to hear. That's that's pretty impressive. Um, so that's, uh, that's going to be sort of unveiling there on the, uh, on the Kickstarter. And then this new, um, young Sherlock, tell us a little bit about that. Uh, the young Sherlock, there's, you just might, we'll start to see some videos. We just posted one today on Twitter and, uh, on YouTube, but this is, uh, so many people have reclining sofas now, right? And if you have a big coffee table and you, you want to recline, well, you need a, a coffee table that's on wheels. So I got thinking about that. Then I got thinking about, well, what about our kids? You know, I've got seven grandchildren now, um, uh, six, one in the hopper. But um, they, they, I, I made this uh, coffee table version of the game topper. We loved it. We used it all the time. And I, I, we found out this leg kit from our current leg kit design with the heavy-duty steel corner brackets. Yeah. But we reinforced the leg to even be stronger and use this heavy-duty caster uh, that is also lockable. I prototyped three different units. The, the one prototype, uh, not so great. Um, the, the second one was better, but still I wanted something super heavy-duty. We finally got to the third one. I said, I need this thing. to. I, it's got to hold the Berkey. <laughs> if it can hold a Berkey, then I'm satisfied, you know, and, you know, I'm a, I'm a stout fellow. <laughs> well, these casters actually are designed to hold 1500 pounds. You could use these on shop tables. They're sleek looking. They're beautiful. They're super high quality, but now you've got a movable coffee table or a children's gaming table or a puzzle table or a party table for a, for your guests. It's beautiful. And if you already own a game topper, you have the rail bundle where you make the mini topper. All you got to do is get this young Sherlock leg kit. Now, if you want this whole kit, we can sell you the whole kit with the legs, the, the smaller topper, and we're going to have these amazing packages uh, for our, our new backers as well as our existing backers. So we're making it backward compatible so everybody wins. That's what my question was going to be, what um, what tables the, the leg kits could go on. So basically any previous tables that leg kits could work on, these new leg kits can work on. Is that what I'm hearing? That's exactly right. In fact, if you have an existing leg kit, all you have to do is get these. Uh, the, the corner brackets actually are the exact same bracket. We engineered that. The only thing we did different is increase the gauge of the steel so that it could handle a heavier duty weld for the for the caster so it would be super heavy duty in that moving so nothing would break as it would move uh that being said these your your half of your watson topper is the hudson 30 by 38 inch that's what i use in my camper and Uh that's what i use downstairs half of the homes topper which you guys have some homes toppers we do half of that is the lestrade the three by three right perfect solution 
And then if someone already owns an Adler topper that is, you know, since 2018, um, that is leg kit compatible and you could have a three by four foot version of it as well. So not only are you expanding your game toppers, like, you know, you have the different sizes of, of the game toppers. Now you're going up and down too. So that's pretty cool. We're really excited about it. It's, it's a, my kids, they can't wait. In fact, when they come over to play games, we shot some video with them and it's super fun. I I think people like some of our young Sherlock thematic videos we did that we just add some color and fun to our campaign, but I I hope you hope people like it, but really it's about the functionality and the quality of this. This can be a very affordable solution for people too. So super cool. Now, before we get into the mats, uh, which I'm really excited to talk about, there's one more thing that I, I'm really interested in hearing more is the mat storage caddy. Tell us about yeah. this. And we're calling it the Baker Street Irregulars. So those of you in Holmesy and lore will know what that means. Uh, but this is a super cool thing because how many of us have 100 mats laying in the corner and we're trying to find that particular mat and then it got crimpled and it's got a memory in it and it doesn't lay flat anymore. And where, where did that one go? And we've got all these mats that we're backing, right? How do we fix that problem? Well, I had an idea. And so we thought about, we've seen what some other people have done before with, with, with you know, some craft solutions and stuff, but we want something that was durable, really high quality, looked really good, and would be transportable. So you can take it to game night, um, high quality type solution. So these are our new smaller 15 inch mat bags that are a premium double zipper They've got a heavy-duty handle with a clear vinyl window, so you can see what mats in there. Okay, you get That's one of those, cool. yeah. um, or you get four of those in this caddy. On the back of these mat bags, we've got industrial-strength Velcro. This is not cheap Velcro. This is expensive Velcro, but it's commercial-grade so that this actually works. Um, I had lots of arguments with my manufacturer about this, and they <laughs> said, no, you can't do it. And I said... I just couldn't get away from the idea. I'd think about it at night. And long and short of it, I made a prototype myself with this commercial grade, and I proved that it did work. I hand-sewed it myself. Do you believe wow. that? <laughs> so, anyway, <coughs> excuse me. We we proved it. I, I put it on the back of my door. I slammed that door, and those bags just wouldn't come off. Well, then I, I we, we ended up finding out why they thought it wouldn't work, and we found out the right solution. Long and short of it, it's amazing that you can put four of these bags on the caddy. It has the receiver hook of the Velcro. It just attaches to it. And then you can hook it on the back of a closet door or these hook on the side of our mat racks. And they look gorgeous on the side of the mat rack. That's cool. They also have grommets in the corner with these caliber clim- uh, pins, clips, excuse me, that you can daisy chain this thing up to five of them. Well, each mat bag for the thinner mat play mats, you could get two mats in each one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, you could have up to 40 bags on one <laughs> thing and, and everything's organized. It looks gorgeous. You've seen some of the pictures. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool looking. But then four of them together, you they've got handles and a little Velcro handle where you can make a little caddy or a little duffel of it. I think that's the genius of it because, you know, you want to take them to game night or take them to wherever you're traveling to. And they're so – not only are they nice for storage in your house, but then you can use, easily portal, um, you know, take them away so they're portable. So that's really cool. 
that was the goal. And it, it's got our nice Game Topper logo, so it looks impressive. It's clean. They're they're very high quality too. These aren't inexpensive mats, and mm-hmm. that's that's our philosophy with everything we do. You know, there's ways to make things cheaper, but you know, I tend to go if I can't do it right, I'm I'm just not going to do it. And so anyway, we're super excited. Now, this whole kit is, I'm going to reveal something to you guys first. Nobody Uh-oh. knows about this. Okay. Um, you might have seen it in the media kit, but this pack, we're going to retail at $79.95. So that's uh, for the bags and the caddy and all the mm-hmm. hardware. Mm-hmm. Um, on the Kickstarter, we're going to blow this thing out for 49 bucks. Wow, that's a great deal. That's really and, good. But it's going to get better. There's more. Oh, and there's more. And there's more. <laughs> and wait, there's more. You get a set of German steel knives. No, that's not <laughs> <laughs> What you're going to get is a 24 by 14 Game Toppers uh, 3 millimeter stitch play mat. $25 value. If we reach our stretch goal, you're going to get that free with that whole thing. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, so you get a mat with all the stuff. That's perfect. So we're pretty excited about it. I think it's going to solve a lot of problems for a lot of people. And once they see the functionality and the quality of it, they'll definitely want to be buying several of these. Well, we only have a couple of minutes left. Why don't we move to the uh, the, the, the one of the things I really like are the new uh, mats that you're offering. I know that half of them are sort of just um, more like maybe plain looking is the way to say. It. I don't know how you describe it, but some of, half of them are like from artists and the other half are just maybe just like more muted. Actually, it's a good question because um, the, you're, you're correct. We have what we're referring to five new terrain mats. Terrain. Are, there we go. Yeah, terrain mats. These are actually done by Jay Stanislawski. He's uh, really big in with Fifth Trooper. He sells mats himself. We ended up working with him through my son, Josiah, at a, at a tournament. Long and short of it, we're producing all their mats, and then he did these designs for us. And so That's he's cool. spent a lot of art design. We have five of them. I'll go through them really quick. Um, you can see these on our Game Toppers Facebook page. We're showing previews of games set up on these and how gorgeous they are. But we have the Desert Dune mat, which is amazing. The Mars mat. We also, and that's great, the Starfield mat just all Starfield, the water, and boy, does it glisten. Uh, <laughs> the battleground map, perfect for games uh, like that. But then the thematic maps, which we're known for as well. Oh, man, I love the them. Top artists in the industry, Vincent Dutre, Yaroslav, Amber Scarf, uh, who's worked with Vincent Dutre, John McCambridge, um, to just name a couple of them, but we have the new horror mat, which is a spooky mm-hmm. uh, mansion on the hill, and it's just like perfect for those Cthulhu-ish games. Also, one of the mats that I think is just off the hook great is the new nature mat by Amber. Amber. Scarf. Well, it's beautiful. Oh. It, it, it's like I, that's the one just to sit on the table. That's the one you want to hang on the wall. Um, we play creature <laughs> comforts on it. We uh, Cascadia is perfect. Wingspan and all these nature games. And it's so gorgeous. I, I keep finding things in the art. She did such a great job. She's a wonderful artist out of the UK. That's so detailed. Um, I, I'm looking at a picture here. It's just like there's so many things that just that catch your eye. It's just fabulous. And it, it, it looks a little busy, but honestly, once you get your game on it, it just adds theme. It's, it's just gorgeous. Um, Vincent Dutre is one of my favorite uh, artists and friends in the hobby. He's been mm-hmm. so gracious to us. I love this guy. 
he's a Frenchman, but he actually lives in Korea and paints in actual acrylic, which is really interesting. In it oil. is, yeah. Um, and then digitizes it. But uh, we, he had just finished uh, Amon Ra for Alley Cat Games, and I asked him to do an Egyptian theme, Matt. And he says, I'm really kind of burnt out on Egypt. Said, That's not else. And I said, well, we wanted to do kind of a lost – uh, a lost world type of jungle thing for games like Lost Ruins of Arnak and mm-hmm. some dinosaur games and and you know Quest for El Dorado that kind of thing. Well, he came up with our jungle Lost Worlds map, and I got to tell you, we played Perseverance on it. Okay, from Mind Clash games. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a dinosaur one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And then, yeah. but then we did Quest for El Dorado. Uh, Lost Runes of Arnak. We've got that little snake temple in the corner. Mm-hmm. It's got this big retention bridge uh, across the bottom front. And again, all these art assets are around the very edge of the map, so it doesn't interfere with the gameplay. And yeah. yet you've got all these thematic elements that just, it makes it so immersive. Uh, we I also... Was, yeah, I was oh, going to ask, the, you know, the bridge, you called it a retention bridge. I was thinking it was a suspension bridge. What's, I, I guess, yeah, I guess it is a retention bridge. Yeah. I don't know how to talk. <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, it's really cool because it's all along the bottom edge. So like it like sort of you know draws your eye from one corner to the other corner. So it's really it's really yeah. Cool. It tra- it it's really frames it so nicely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, one of the other thematic mats that um, I think is super cool is the Egypt, and we had Yaroslav do it, who did mm-hmm. our Viking mat. He did yeah. our uh, our pirate mat, which are our awesome mats in themselves. Um, and that is just an amazing uh, map for games like Cleopatra, City of Architects, for Ankh, uh, Amun-Ra, uh, for Ra. Um, and then lastly, we have one of the coolest uh, maps ever. Um, I, I think this will be the top seller. We'll see. But it's the Old West train-themed map. Yeah, from Javier, um, how do you say his last name? Inkgolem? Is that how you say uh, it? Inkgolem is his trade name. It's oh, actually Gonzalez. Okay. I gotcha. Okay. Um, yeah, he's actually a Spaniard who lives in, in France. Okay. So it's interesting. But he's done a lot of work for Asmodee and different uh, projects. He was just wonderful to work with, and he nailed it. Cool. Um, in the art process to create that old West town, the age of steam trains running around and the pioneers and the gold mine and just all the detail games like Coloma games like Western legends, you know, mm, yeah. Cup. <laughs> Cold, Cold express would be fun to do on this Cold express. I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The Egypt man would call camel cup, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, just super cool. I love that Matt. Just yeah. love it. Cool. Well, Berkey, thanks so much for being on the show today. Get, uh, for the audience that, that are listening, um, it's it's launching October 24th, your campaign, and how long of the campaign will be? It's going to go till November 27th, okay. Cyber Monday evening. And okay. we got tons of stretch goals and tons of customer loyalty goals also. So please stay tuned and check back regularly. We got the new Mycroft dining cover too, by the way, that is done now. And we got a ton of Mycroft backers that are jazzed for that. So you'll see us on all of our social media channels, GameToppersLLC.com. Game Toppers on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, everywhere. Uh, you're going to see a lot of different stretch goals. We have a lot of customer loyalty things. So if you're a backer already, you're going to find some crazy good deals just because you backed us before. Uh, secondly, we've got a lot of new things and new packages and 
bundles with the mat racks and we're going to do some very aggressive uh, pricing on some things. So I'm really excited about all that. Great. Well, Berkey, thanks so much for being on the show and uh, we wish you all success on your campaign and look forward to seeing all these uh, stretch goals and all that when the campaign launches. And uh, yeah, thanks for being on. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much. You guys have a great day. All right. Bye. Well, it was great saying uh, hi to Berkey and seeing all the amazing things that he is offering uh, to upgrade your gaming experience and looking forward to showing that off. Uh, more maybe at Tantrum Con. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we're going to have some videos too, right? Yep, and you can check out our channel, our YouTube channel, and you can see some of it. Um, we'll have some of that to show off on our channel. Yeah, I'm very excited that Berkey is going to be one of our, the Game Toppers is one of our sponsors for Tantrum Con, and uh, I'm I'm really excited that our learn-to-play area, our hot games area, are going to be decked out in Game Topper mats. It's going to be looking so great. I can't wait for you all to see it. Let's jump from this into our Kickstarter conniption. Kickstarter Conniption! This episode is uh, featuring five games that are coming to crowdfunding platforms uh, during the last couple weeks of October 2023. Uh, I'll go ahead and start us off this time. Good job, Sarah. I know. Wondrous Creatures is coming from publisher Bad Comment. This is from designer Yeoman, Yeoman CW and artist is Sophia Kang. And this is another game in their lineup that features lots of animal meeples. And you are um, using them for worker placement this time. Uh, we will have a video up on our channel so you can see all the great components in action. Yeah, I heard Larry and Amy say that they've really enjoyed playing this one. Yeah, I did too. So I'm kind of sad now that I didn't get a chance to play while I was in Essen. I'm, I'm hoping to get it to the table Can't soon. Can't do it all, Sarah. I know. Kevin, what are you looking at? So I'm looking at a game called Boundless Stride into the Denlands. Uh, This is from Incredible Dream Studios. You may uh, be familiar with that uh, publisher. They had a game called Kinfire Chronicles that came out um, that recently was uh, released to backers, or they sent it to backers recently, but they have a Kickstarter coming up called Boundless Stride. Uh, This is for one to four players, and this is like a legacy game. But it's cooperative. Up to four players, you can lead your team to explore the lands and to complete missions. And there's a story that goes with the game uh, where you're going to unlock new locations and maps and missions. Um, it's a legacy game. So the game itself is going to evolve over the course of multiple plays. It's going to have map stickers, location modifiers, new abilities, and hidden codes. Mm-hmm. So uh, Larry and Amy, speaking of them, uh, did a video on Boundless Stride that you can check out on our YouTube channel. Melissa. On October 24th, which happens to be my birthday also. Ooh, happy birthday! Happy birthday. Um, All Play is going to be bringing three games to Kickstarter. Um, one of them is Through the Desert. So this is a re-implementation of the Through the Desert game. And I remember playing this one with the pastel camels in the version that we have. Oh, yeah. And they look like candy pieces as you put them out in the desert. But um, Through the Desert is one of the games. Switchbacks is another one. This is a small game, about 15 minutes, where you're laying 
tiles down and trying to create paths of consecutive numbers. And then the third one, which I have gotten a chance to play and I'm excited about, is A Message from the Stars. And this is a cooperative deduction game that also uses um, words and messages that you're trying to decipher. Better than hard to get. What? (laughs) I'm ready. Let's try it. So um, I, I enjoyed A Message from the Stars. I have a overview video of it and i enjoyed the deduction aspect of the game so look for that one a message from the stars switchbacks and through the desert from all play ryan also coming on october 24th to kickstarter from cardboard alchemy is role-playing critter kitchen critter kitchen I did just blank right there. <laughs> you got I the, thought it was dramatic. Too? Yeah. dramatic effect. I kept thinking about how awesome this game is, and I could not remember the name. It it has slipped me many times. I don't know why that is. You were like, it's Flamecraft. Yeah, oh, wait. No, it's no, Flamecraft no. too. Uh, it is a – it's, it's going to be a hot dish. Very tasty. Delicious. <laughs> Check it out. Uh, so in this one, you are a chef or, or a restaurant, and you have three chefs there. One is uh, able to hold three items but moves slow. One holds two items and moves medium. And one goes real fast but can only collect one item. And you're sending them out into the market to collect ingredients. And all of your opponents are doing the same thing. You are blindly selecting where they're going to go, not knowing where your opponents are also going to go, trying to collect uh, items. So your your fast people, they get to pick the the ones that they show up at first. Uh, but if nobody shows up there and you send your slow guy, he, you might be able to get three items. Um, so you're trying to weigh the pros and cons of like, okay, I really need a fish or some cheese. And if I went here, this would just be the perfect piece, but everybody knows that that's a perfect piece. So maybe I shouldn't go there. So there's a little bit of, you know, prisoners, uh, dilemma type things going on. Uh, maybe that's not the right gaming theory. There's push, gaming push theory in both of those things. Yes. <laughs> and player anticipation. Yeah. Ultimately, at the end of like a couple weeks maybe, I don't know what the time period is, in a period of time, after several <laughs> rounds, this <laughs> this food critic's it's coming. a long game. There's going to be like <laughs> this amazing food critic that you have to impress. So you always have this in the back of your mind. I'm saving these best ingredients for this food critic. But – on the way there, there are a couple of periods of time that pass where people want dishes from you, and you can earn points by fil- fulfilling those dishes. So you got to decide, do I use the valuable ingredients I just collected to fulfill these dishes to get some points right now, or am I going to wait until this food critic and try to impress him then? And you can only hold so much stuff, too. You yeah, get inventory. You can only hold so much so it's it's really thinky on uh, what what do I do and what's going to get me the most points and what are my opponents going to do because I cannot do something where they steal from me. So I and I have too many mushrooms yeah, that I don't know how to I use had, them all. <laughs> uh, you know, choice paralysis, and I was like, I just can't do it. I'm going to roll a dice every single time. <laughs> so I ended up rolling dice uh, for. 
for half of my selections. And uh, it actually turned out pretty well. It was a very tight game. So even if you're just an idiot, you can score well. <laughs> you won't win, but you can still do well at this game. It, it is just, it's a great game. Uh, we're going to have a video on it that you can watch. I believe it's going to be live by the time um, this goes live. So check that out. It is Critter Kitchen from Cardboard Alchemy coming October 24th. Will, what do you got? I, and I don't know if mine's nearly as exciting as that was. That was great, right? I, I want to go play it again right now. Uh, the game that I'm looking at is Wasabi, a game of raw skill from Kids Table Board Gaming. I had an opportunity to play this at Origins, and it's a redesign, a re-implementation, a new version of the game Wasabi that came out probably a decade ago. Uh, in this game, you have uh, it's got some really cool table presence. There's a bunch of square tiles out on the table that represent the table. Each game, each round during the game, you're going to be revealing in, um, sushi and I don't know. I'm not fancy enough to even know the names of sushi ingredients, but sushi <laughs> ingredients is yeah. sashimi. Yeah, that sounded good. What else you got? Uh, Rice. Oh, you guys, look at I'm you like, guys. I've played sushi go. What's in that game? <laughs> <laughs> uh, a bunch of different types of toppings and ingredients that will make specific types of sushi uh, recipes. And so you're trying to fulfill recipes in the game by getting these ingredients in like vertical rows or columns that you can score. And so you may want to score short ones fast and get a couple points. You may try to hold out and, and fulfill a really long recipe order and get a really big one. Uh, the game features a cool little plastic dish that holds green wasabi cubes. And so you'll get points for those as well. And basically you're filling up all the, you can overlap things that are on the board. And once all the tiles, I believe, are covered on the board, that's like the game end trigger. And so whoever has the most points at that uh, point in the game is the wasabi champion chef and uh it's a, a neat fun family weight game that i think kids can play really easily but also has plenty of strategy to it and depending on how patient you are and if you can recognize patterns it's one of those types of games uh i think this is a great lightweight family t table game anyway uh so check out wasabi coming from kids table board gaming Kevin, you got one more? Yeah, bonus one. I forgot that I wanted to mention. This is coming from Crazy Like a Box. That's the name of their company. Uh, this game is called Mayan Curse. It's launching October 24th. Oh. It's a very popular day. Uh, this cursed. game is a game where you are um, sort of exploring a temple. And you're going in and you have these action tiles that have different icons on them. And you're trying to slide these sort of like slabs how would you like, they're like, uh, how would you explain them, Melissa? Um, so the, the board has these like strips. There you go, strips. With different icons on them. And you can slide them different ways to try to align the icons. There we go. So you are playing these action tiles that have the icons and you're trying to align them in a way to match your tiles so that you can go into the temple and grab some knowledge, take a picture of the the sacred artifact and get out of the temple before it's sealed. The way it seals are these, these three big stones that are like cubes that are rolling throughout the game. And you sort of see the end coming. So you're trying to get in and get out. Well, kind of like clank. Where you yeah. Play. Yeah. Get in, get out. And with these tokens and um, it's very interesting because other players are moving those, um, uh, tiles as well and it's pretty frantic because i got sealed in i think most of it well in the middle of the temple there's this like twirly section mm -hmm. like circular rondelle it's like a circular pyramid and at the what? top 
is a is it a fifteen point, twenty five point? Fifteen point. Fifteen point camera. And if you can get it and then bring it back, it's gonna be worth a lot of points. I had forty something points, but I was one step away from the exit <laughs> when it all sealed. It sealed it. So the did you, winner did anybody had like, make it? Someone else made it. Out, the, yeah. the person who made it had like fourteen points or something, and I'm like, but I they had were forty points, but I didn't <laughs> make it. Yep. Uh, we have we will have a playthrough of this on our channel that you can check out on Thursday, October twenty sixth. So uh, join us on YouTube in the evening uh, to watch a play of this and see if Melissa will escape this time or not. Will she make it? craziness excellent well as we mentioned we did bring we managed to bring several games back from essen that we will i'm sure be doing some playthroughs and reviews of in the coming several, weeks. eight suitcases full several yes so many so what was the high carry point up of and down what was um, the highest point high 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 memory for life it was those potato swirls it's every time <laughs> yeah. so what was the, that, that the is, lowest point that is the picture that got the most interaction <laughs> was the potato swirls i don't they, what are they called they have names it's not i don't know tater twists tater i don't know twists. what they are they're delicious let me just say so good i don't, and know, I don't know, know i don't know what these seasoning is that the word for i don't cartoon? i don't know what seasoning they put on it and we couldn't read the german msg is delicious msg is delicious. <laughs> it probably is it's just a fried potato that they swirl and stick on a stick it's like a foot and a half tall by the time you're done and then they just dust it with the best potato seasoning i've ever had it's crispy and delightful and better and than still any board game inside <laughs> So what was the lowest point? When I finished the last bite. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it really was a fantastic opportunity. We got to hang out with a lot of really cool people that we only get to see kind of once a year at Essen, which is always fantastic. It was super fun to be able to hang out with lots and lots of different people. We did a couple different special dinners where we got to uh, just catch up with a bunch of content creators and publishers. And man, it was it was really fantastic. I always feel very welcomed when we're there. And it's a, it's a and good time. And we also got to see some of our fans that tune in regularly to our channel. Oh, yeah. We should have told some of those stories. It was really neat running into several of you. If you're listening, uh, we had some people, one self-proclaimed fangirl who came and saw us a couple different times and, and got to say hi and hang out. Uh, we got to meet Milan, who tunes into our YouTube channel. And uh, he was there as well. We got to hang out with him a couple different times and, and bump into him. And, uh, man, it was neat. It was really cool to see several people from Tantrum Con as well who had been to Tantrum Con and either were showing off games or were uh, just people that were traveling around. So always a delight. That is definitely the high point. It is better than the potatoes, I'll admit. Um, it's, it's a really good time. But we came back with lots and lots of work to do. So hopefully we'll be able to talk about more games on the channel soon. Uh, be tuned into our YouTube channel. That's where we do most of our stuff. Uh, if you haven't checked out one of our Saturday morning board game shows, which happens on the first Saturday of every month, be sure to tune into that because that's where we show off a lot of the quick games and give you guys an under uh, a quick overview of a lot of the things that we're playing all the time. And uh, we'd love to say hi online and YouTube and be friends with you and run into you at Essen next year. It'll be great. Or Tangent Recon. Even better. TandemCon.com. Check it out. It's coming January 25th to 28th. Don't miss it. It's going to be amazing. I think that's it for today. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Tantrum House Board Game Podcast. If you liked any part of this at all, find and follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TantrumHouse.com. Like us, share us, email us, call us, or send us a postcard to Tantrum House, 
306 Berry Drive, that's B-A-R-R-Y, Greer, South Carolina, 29650. I forgot to mention Critter Kitchen has amazing art. There's like these super cute chimeric monster creatures that are the chefs. It's weird, but it works. And it's just, it's so cool to look at. Uh, so I wanted to include that as a bonus message <laughs> because that's, that's a really cool part of the game. So have a good night or a good day whenever you're listening to this. <laughs>